Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 4, Episode 3. Taylor Marshall and I go around the state for Week 1A. Then we do a Contenders Roundup and a quick Coach's Corner. Let's get the season started. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup! All right. Week 1A is in the books. Taylor, it was the best possible weather for mid-August in Indiana on Saturday, right? No doubt. I was out of Laverne Gibson. We'll get to that later. Um, I sent this an email, uh, an email to the families earlier today. That was the best weather I think I've ever seen out there, regardless of time of year, right? The wind wasn't whipping around. It, uh, it wasn't too humid, wasn't hot given the, the date. So a lot of exciting uh, run uh, times uh, from across the, the field that day. So we'll get to that later. But yeah, great, great weekend. You weren't there in the fall of 2020 for the Laverne night meet. I was not there. You were the Marion County meet. That was the best weather I've ever seen at Laverne. Yeah. Let's go through some of the meets here, and then we'll save our uh, our showcase meet, our signature meet of the week. We'll highlight that at the end of this. We'll take a break, kind of get back to some of our other stuff. Um, we're on a bit of a time limit here. Zoom has changed some of the things for educators. Um, the Fort Wayne Snyder, co-ed Hokum Karam. Girls run three miles, boys run three miles, alternating. Uh, shout out to the meet director, Derek Leininger. You either love him, hate him, or you think he's okay. He ran a great meet here. Love it. Uh, Homestead, Carroll, East Noble take the top three spots. I, I think what's interesting about that to me is that Homestead, Carroll, and East Noble girls are all very likely to make the state meet. Homestead, Carroll, and East Noble boys all unlikely to make the state meet. So kind of hard. It's always hard to tell in a co-ed meet. Even harder, I think, this year to figure it out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said with Homestead, that's a team that we talked about being, you know, on the podium and, uh, you know, how high up is really the, the question we're, we're thinking with them on the girl side. Um, so, yeah, kind of a, a fun little uh, workout to start the season, you know, competitive workout, see where everybody is and uh, good team camaraderie overall pairing the, the boys and girls together. Homestead without Canablo, Addison Canablo, um, she'll be running soon. I imagine, or I know, uh, HSC had a Hokum Karam, three teams, HSC, LN, LC for the boys, HSC, LN, Fishers for the girls. So, I mean, three teams, who cares? HSC dominated the team score for both. Uh, Smith and Powers from HSC were the winning pair on the girls' side. And then our guy, uh, Nick Ostendorf, paired with uh, Harshberger from Lawrence North, and that was the winning pair. Keep an eye on Ostendorf, right? Yeah, he's going to have a really good season, I think, so – um, he, he's off to a good start already and, uh, he's been a little bit under the radar. Um, but I think he's going to uh, make some noise come this fall. How about some real running races here? All of the 5k variety. It's going to be some 4ks next week, including one that we'll be at the pocket invite down South Edgewood girls dominate 22 points. Indy Genesis was second 55 points. Clara crane. Gets off to a strong start. Um, she's missed some time in the past. Good to see her ready to go for the start of the year. 19.30, the winning time. A 73-second cushion for that Crane. That like a lot. Right. It is a lot over her own teammate. On the boys' side, Taylor, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, no, let's hear it. Tell me all the about it. The real barn burner. 
Crawfordsville 29, Edgewood 30. Ooh, the boys' get much team score. Caleb Webb for Edgewood. Can't blame him for the defeat. He wins in 1708. Greencastle's Charlie Menzel was uh, second. The girls' rating minus 29. The boys' rating minus 20. Everything ran minus INCC stats. Minus means slower than average. It's more likely to be minus early in the year. It's more likely to be plus later in the year. Uh, that was the fastest meet from this past weekend. So we talked about this back and forth. Uh, your uh, boys did not race this weekend. Our girls did. Um, and we were kind of questioning, hey, what do we think given the weather, the adjustments will be? Um, I was surprised at some of the adjusted ratings. Um, I thought where uh, my team was at out in Terre Haute would be closer to that 29, 20 type range. Like, um, and, and said that meet was on the girl side and weighed uh, minus 55. So um, anyway, just uh, kind of a, a bit of a surprise, but yeah, fastest meet of this past weekend at the Puckett invite. Remind me if we have time after the break, because we're kind of split here. Remind me to go in. I've got a whole theory about early, 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 early adjustments. We'll hear all about it soon. Coming up. I uh, hope so. The Bob Dole invite at uh, Norwell. Norwell girls, 39. Leo girls, 49. Neither of them were ranked in our preseason top 50. Isabel Shenfield from Leo wins in 2035. Norwell boys, 68. Eastbrook boys, 95. All of the teams at that were unranked. Belmont's Elijah Obringer wins 17-22, minus 48 rating on the girls' side, minus 26 rating on the boys' side. So one way to think of this is when we get late, late, late in the season or a perfect weather day, which typically happen late in the season, I could see a girls' rating easily at plus 42. Sure. Meaning the average girl would run 90 seconds faster at, say, the Noblesville Regional on a really nice weather day than she did at the uh, Norwell Invite. That's what these ratings kind of signify, right? Correct. So, I, and I think that sounds pretty reasonable uh, right there, right? And it's better, yeah, if you go through and compare. Um, Kind of where we're at the start to the finish. Yeah, like you said, competition, but weather uh, gets more favorable later in the season and those ratings adjust typically. And um, we'll also talk about maybe some adjustments that'll happen when the big drop comes in a couple of weeks. They go back and kind of reconfigure some things out. So, um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, keep your schedule open. The big drop, do an emergency podcast maybe. Split into two or three, who knows? Uh, here, was a, here was a pretty competitive one. Up in the northwest, I believe this is, is on the uh, Lake Lemon, Lemon Lake course. Crown Point invite, Crown Point girls, 40. Lake Central, 52. Ileana Christian, 61. Those teams are ranked respectively 7th, 4th, and 8th in that semi-state for the Indiana runner rankings, the preseason top 50. Now, the LC girls were missing two of their projected top five and they right. finished 12 behind crown point seems like that'd be a good um, a good measurement however crown point was missing its projected number one 
So when INCC stats adjusts for that, it's really early to tell. It's it's INCC stats is great. It's certainly better than just raw times, right? But until we get the big drop that you mentioned, we don't really know much. When adjusted for those missing runners, two of LC's top five, but crown points number one, the adjusted rankings put them about even. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good sign for for crown point, right? As we talk about, I think my theme last time on the podcast was teams right on the outside looking in and crown point girls are on the outside looking in in terms of advancement to the state meet. So maybe have- not anymore. Maybe not, right? Maybe they're gonna, you know, move right into that discussion. Um, we'll we'll find out some more, especially when their number one or projected number one returns to racing uh, soon. And that's also assuming that, and and we don't know this for certain because these could be athletes that decided to switch to soccer or concentrate on basketball or. God forbid, some sort of club that's gotten into their ear and told them, if you want to run a good 800, don't run cross country. Uh, Quick PSA, don't do that. Yeah, Don't do that. If you're thinking about doing that, don't. You don't pay your high school coach anything. Just go to practice. Uh, Boys side. Lake Central boys, 39. Crown Point boys, 93. Lake Central boys, sixth in the semi-state per Indiana runners rankings. Uh, for New Prairie, Crown Point fourth. Okay, were they missing anybody? Yes, Crown Point was missing one of their top five, their projected fifth runner. I don't know, you know, I hate to bring math into this. I don't know that that makes a 54-point difference, and INCC stats would say that it wasn't. So this is a great opener for Lake Central. Yeah, really good start to the season. Uh, should have a lot of confidence coming off that. Again, another team right on the outside looking in, try or you know maybe just right on the inside, right? I mean, maybe not solidly advancing, but uh, with that um, performance today, maybe they get more more confidence, more excited about uh, potentially moving on to Terre Haute at the last weekend. It's just one week, but you ready for hot takes? We'll do more hot takes next time. Let's jo- Josh Horowitz got promoted to the mile split editor, so he's. They said he can't go to come on the podcast anymore. So buckle up, folks. You're going to get a lot of us. I'm yeah, not familiar with I, any website outside of Indiana Runner. Are you telling me that there's some other publication out there? Because I'm not aware of that. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go through and bleep that part out. Um, here you go. Ready? Hot take. It's just one week, but Lake Central lock for the state meet. Lake Central boys will be at the state meet participating. You heard it first here. Click. Uh, individually, Addie Roth of Lake Central won in 2020. Uh, tough year, but good time. Yeah. Ryan York of Hanover Central won 1634. It's a girls' first year. Weather must have been nice for the girls, but it is a tough course. Girls rating minus 62, meaning one sec or one minute rather, one minute and two seconds slower than average. Boys rating minus 34. Uh, so, you know, Ryan York on a perfect course, perfect day might be 1530 to 1540. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Uh, no adjustment on this, but this is Northeastern Indiana. South Bend St. Joe's girls win the Elkhart early bird, 49 points over Elkhart high school, Memorial and central have merged back into one high school in the last couple of years. And Riley, South Bend Riley, 68. 
Uh, Deirdre Tomasak of Mishawaka Marion was the individual champion in 2053. Elkhart boys scored 29 points. Pretty dominating performance. They went 1-2 in that race, and they were both sophomores. Max Malloy was the winner, 16-15. Watch, watch out for our guy, Max. Max Malloy. I yeah. think he's got a shot to even potentially be All-State this year. He's going to be tough. He was good last year. It's exciting for him and exciting for Elkhart to have two young guys up front. Um, you know, if they're performing that well, I mean, that's uh, that's really exciting for what they could do this season and also in the future. So uh, a lot of promise right there from way up north. Here's our featured meet. It's it's nominally, technically, the Valley kickoff. Correct. I, I call it the early, early meet on Laverne. You were there. I was not. But, you know, I've got that same access to the Internet that you do. So I was watching results as they rolled in. Right. On the girls' side, girls' first year, number five North Central girls dominate 59 points. They were missing their projected number two. I think that's going to be a theme here. There were only 11 possible days for practices before Saturday's meets. And you need how many? Ten. Ten for competition. And some some schools may – there may have been a day where they – for instance, we were not basically not allowed to practice on Friday because it was the um, freshman orientation, new school kickoff. I mean, we could have jumped through hoops. We just said, here's what to do. They, you know, a lot of them did it. Um, so any of our kids that missed, that's that's the one reason our boys didn't decided not to go. We were going to take a, a small number of boys, but uh, well, I'll get into that in coaching corner. Um, so a lot of a lot of teams missing. North Central missing their projected number two, 59 points. Number 12, Northview, fully loaded. They had all of their girls, 110. Number 16, Bloomington South, without their number one, Lily Myers who's a solid number one, was All-State last year in cross-country, very nearly All-State, over 3,200 meters. So Northview, 110. Bloomington South, 157. Number 13, Chesterton, 204. Number 19, Avon, 220. And these uh, rankings are, of course, by our committee of one on Indiana Runner, as if there's any other rankings or any other websites. Well, there right. is another website. There's INCC stats. That's the one that we like to talk about too. Yeah. Um, hey, that North Central team, man, they looked really, really good, right? I mean, you know, you and I have some connections over there, but they looked really, really strong. Their number two girl will be back racing soon. Um, so that they just get even deeper. A couple freshmen performed really well. They had a, a freshman run really well um, in the JV race as well um, yesterday. So they, they look really good. And same for Northview, right? Northview had um, several girls up front. Um, during that race so um, they're a team to to look out for uh, to um, Avon's Jessica Hedges looked uh, awesome way out in front comfortable winning in a 1911 uh, really good time and this especially on that course this time of the year um, you know she she was out in the lead and, and maintained it basically uh, from start to finish certainly by the the mile mark she had pulled away um, so Looks strong uh, for sure. And she, yeah, she won by almost 20 seconds ahead of Ginnister Grant of Northview. Ginnister Grant loves that course. She runs very well at the state meet. She's run very well. The year that uh, Corinna James won the state championship, 
like Ginnister Grant was beating her at, at parts up that final stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think James just kind of pulled away at the end. But um, I, that's a pretty impressive, and you were there and, and said so, that's a pretty impressive individual performance by, uh, by Jessica Hegedus of Avon. North Central uh, comes into the season, preseason team ranking on INCC stats 197. That loosely correlates to about a state meet score. That's what those rankings mean. Yeah. They, team ranking 227. But again, without their projected number two, Sophia Titmore, um, we know that she's on the team. It's probably a practice issue. We're guessing that you just, you know, you get your braces tightened one day and suddenly you, you can't run if your team's following the rules, which we know our boy Chad Wallace follows them to the letter of the law. Yes, he does. Uh, Chad Wallace. 206 adjusted rating. So happy days ahead for North Central. No doubt. Uh, breakout race here by Abby Jordan and McConaughey. She finished third in 1931 she's somewhere in the 60s 70s 80s on incc stats preseason whereas hegedus and Ginnister grant i believe are in the top 30 certainly probably the top the top 25 right yeah abby jordan will be moving up no doubt so uh congratulations to her and a great performance and i'll be excited to kind of watch her from a smaller school um in the northern uh indiana area um this season uh my other takeaway from this is that I think the Bloomington South girls will be pretty good. I think they'll be better than better than projected. It looked like they had some newcomers in their in their top five. Um Bloomington South has never finished in the top five at the state meet on the girls' side. I do not believe. I, I maybe I'm missing one year in my memory. Um I got a there's a lot of things, as you know, a lot of things going on there. Um but I, you know, I don't think they're a top five team, but I do think they they've got a pretty good chance to finish in the top ten. Yeah, I think it's a tough year to be a top five team. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of fighting among a small number of teams for that podium spot. Um, but I, I think, I think do you think it's going to be harder to make the podium this year than it was last year at like four or five? Um, I think so because I think a lot of those teams, several of those teams, bring most of their runners back and we are also aware of a couple teams that were within that conversation that have added uh like really talented freshmen um so i think it will be pretty challenging um but i think they have to be they as in bloomington south should be pretty excited lily myers uh, like you said was all state last year for cross country and had a phenomenal track season um so putting her out there again as their as their lead you know their low stick um you know that that's going to look really good for them down the line and coming from that Brown County uh, semi-state where they can, you know, they don't necessarily have to be like some of these other teams with limited conversation may have to be sharper earlier just to make it. That isn't necessarily the case for Bloomington South. So they can really hone in on what they want to do, um, you know, the last week into the season uh, earlier on and, and just stick with that. Yeah, not, it makes sense. And we'll get into the boys race here where a lot of the top, not a lot, but, but some of the top runners didn't run that you may not be looking to get somebody experience on the state meet course. That's already that uh, established, right? Someone that's been all state before. And, you know, I think some coaches and we're, I'm stepping on the heels of coaches corner here. 
like you think, oh, well, she she needs to run or he needs to run because this is what the team's doing to be a good teammate. Well, doing what's best for the individual is ultimately doing what's best for the team. They're definitely intertwined, right? So you have to kind of figure out, you know, hey, this is what's best for this athlete at this time. And, you know, again, it's uh, it was August 13th. So you can't win a state title on that weekend, but, you know, you certainly could lose it. So you got to do what you think is best overall, no doubt. On the boys' side, this was, you know, potentially could have been a, a heavyweight heavyweight match between two of the three contenders, two of the six contenders, but two of the top three. And we kind of talked about this in our preview uh, preseason podcast. Like these, there's probably three teams that we feel have a good chance to win or a chance to win. Yeah. And um, two of them were there. It turned into more of a sparring match than actually teams throwing haymakers at each other. We'll probably see that later. Number one, and shorthanded, they were missing what I project to be their top two. Uh, that's different than what INCC stats says is their top two. Center Grove wins. They scored 132 points, which is a lot. Because Center right. Grove's not going to score 132 points at the state meet. No, I don't project that at all. But they'll have everybody ready to go. One would imagine, yes, that they, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't hold them out. Again, we we don't know why people aren't running. You only had eleven available practices, and you had to have ten to run in this meet. Center Grove one thirty two, number three Burbuff. Burbuff was missing one of their projected top five, and it was their fifth runner. Burbuff scored one hundred and fifty one points, so nineteen point difference between them. Burbuff's fifth runner scored one hundred and thirteen points, and according to my calculator on my computer that's 74.8 percent of the team points is a high percentage that is a high percentage yeah you throw in their number regular number five and and that's a a really again shorthanded center grove but that's a, a really big win over uh another con serious contender like the braves right and it's yeah serious contender without their top two so take that for what it's worth right Number 12, Bloomington North, 168. The Cougars scored two freshman boys. Unusual for uh, for boys. That's impressive. And they were missing no one. Number nine, uh, they were missing no one in their in their top five, according to INCC stats. Now, of course, you throw in two freshmen, that's, you know, that throws a wrench into things. Number right. 19, Chesterton, they were missing their projected fifth, and their fifth was pretty far back. 197. So Chesterton probably feels pretty good about their chances to make the state meet, especially out of that New Prairie semi-state. Yeah. Potentially maybe even to push Valparaiso for the, the best team at New Prairie, you think? Certainly could, yeah. Um, we'll watch that as the season goes on. Pay attention up in the region and see how that's going. Number 18, Bloomington South, 205. So I just – that seems a pretty tight gap for those top five. Let me run through them again. Center Grove, 132. Rebuff, 151. Bloomington North, 168. Chesterton, 197. Bloomington South, 205. And again, some of those teams are missing. Some of their runners. Uh, the individual winner, no surprise here. He's number two on INCC stats. He was number two on Indiana runners. Unreleased and probably won't be released. Preseason top 25. I just don't have enough time to collect all that data uh, and write that out. Will Conway 
Floyd Central Jr., 15.46, and he gapped the field just in the last K, according to the splits released on Timing MD. Yeah. Did you see the individual race at all for the for the boys? You got any thoughts? Yeah, I saw on the that? final, you know, maybe 500 meters or so uh, closely uh, as I was near the start line, ready for our JV girls to get going. Um, you know, like you said, Conway pulled away toward the end. There's a group up there throughout throughout most of the race, and um, it was in the final, you know, roughly 500 meters or so that he he really started to gap. Um, same with Cameron Todd from Burbuff, uh pushing through. Um, a good showing from uh, New Albany's Aiden Lord, right? Good um, Lord. Good Lord. Here we go. There we go. Now we got a theme for the podcast this year. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, New Albany's newspaper. I'm I'm already writing your sports headlines for October 30th or 31st, whatever the day is after the state meet, when the, when the Lord twins both get medals. Yeah. Man, that's going to be exciting for them. So great breakout uh, performance uh on a very important course for the new albany senior another breakout race i had uh this was a sophomore from mishawaka liam bauschke he goes by liam his his, uh his government name is william that's a new thing kids are doing now you think of will william as being you know will or billy now they're going by liam 1558 so first race sub 16 on laverne this is Man. it's it's a good sophomore class. This is another guy to watch out for. Yeah. We talked about Max Malloy from Elkhart. Um, certainly, there's Sam Quagliaroli from Fishers, who was the best freshman last year and helped Fishers finish fourth at the state meet. Here's another guy, our guy Liam, fifteen fifty eight, August thirteenth, on Laverne. I mean, just yeah, like you said, that's really impressive. Obviously, the the weather helps in that, but as we'll see from the rating, it wasn't as significant as maybe we thought. Um, but a, a sub sixteen performance for to right out of the gate and on Laverne, um, especially after uh, think about that, right? You're at Mishawaka, so you do you uh, get up at uh, three a.m. and drive down, or do you stay Friday night and race the next morning? So it's a uh, regardless of whichever strategy you pick, it's a big change off what you normally do. Yeah, um, they'd had to stay the night, I'd imagine. I talked to Chesterton's coach and I know they stayed the night. So I would guess other teams from that far uh, did the same, uh, but a change of your routine and still, still performing really well. So. Girls rating minus 55 boys rating minus 26. I guess I'm a little um, surprised by that. I, I don't know that can, I think confuses maybe too strong. I'm a little intrigued by that because the girls race was first. However, because the girls is a longer race, it's easier to get the, we talked about this in the past, the Jim Irsay, Star Wars numbers, because the girls race takes 20 minutes and the boys race takes 17 minutes, more or less, right? Like for good varsity athletes. So, um, but the boys, it was, it was warmer. What do do you think it was? We've got just a couple minutes before the break here. What, What do you think it was when they shot the gun off for the girls race? 63 yeah mid mid 60s for sure and then you know upper 60s for the the varsity boys so and and it's not particularly humid either and 60 you know mid to upper 60s is good but it's not ideal not ideal but ideal is like 50 so that's that's still a, a decent amount higher like we talked about the the 2020 laverne night meet 
And I think like like our we we lost that day to Columbus North by one. We being Carmel boys, where I coach. I think we averaged like 1542 or something. It was, and this was the year they couldn't do it under the lights. Okay. They just did like Twilight or whatever. Yeah. And um it was probably 52 when they ran those races. I mean, it was a perfect, it was a perfect day and it hadn't rained much. Yeah. I think I think Charlie was our third guy and ran 1538. Man, I, I think I remember that. That was, you know, it was awesome for for August thirteenth, uh, right at, at Lavert. I think, like you said, not not ideal, not not the best, but still, uh, what you're going to get on on that day, you, you're you're taking it ten out of ten times. There was another time where we were out there. This would have been twenty seventeen, and we were out on Laverne for the state preview. And it was, they probably, it was an odd year. So boys ran first. It might've been 55 when they shot the gun off for the boys race. And you're going to remember this. It was, yes, it was 2017 because Carol boys had won the state meet the year before. Yeah. We're in the skip ahead portion. If you want to skip ahead till after the break, um, old guys reminiscing about clouds instead of yelling about them. <laughs> and it was a perfect day. And North Central boys beat Carroll at Marion. I do remember that. You remember that? And the times at the Marion in, invite were like Crazy. insane. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the other time I've been out there where it's been really nice. A lot of the yeah. times it's been. Um, I think the top three at Marion. Crappy, for yeah. Lack of a better word. Marion, I think we're at 15, 12, like top two, were like 15, 11 and 15, 12 that day or something. Was I like, think the Carroll boys went one, two, or they had two in the top three and they were, yeah, they were like 15, 12. Carroll boys went one, two. And then uh, my guy was right behind him, Ian Hunter for third. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, I remember, I remember that. I remember that year being out there and I remember thinking like, we're out here. It's nice that it's, it's nice weather out here, but I kind of wish we could use this at an invite on a fast course for all of our kids to, and then actually the next week it was perfect at Brown County. Yeah. Remember that? Like we, we didn't run our best guys. We averaged like 16, 10 at Brown County. And we got thir- like a distant third. Yeah. That helps. And, and, you know, in some ways it's nice if the weather's bad, that's kind of cross country weather. So for the tournament, that's good. But during the regular season, when you have thousands of kids running and their their times are a motivating factor, I'd like I'd like some nice weather. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you know, overall, we we saw that, and it was fun to talk to some of the the girls yesterday on the bus ride back. And hey, here's what you ran here last year, and here's what you ran today. And obviously, the weather is a factor, right? We're not hiding behind that, but. Just uh, that gets them excited, gets them pumped up. And that's what it's all about, right? Well, and I think, too, that that leads us perfectly into the break. That's why we brought Paul Pierce. That's why we brought you here. There you go. Like, that's part of coaching, which is emphasizing the truth. Yeah. Emphasizing the truth. When when it's emphasizing the positive, when it's true. Not making it up, but emphasizing the positive. And guess what? We'll get right on that after the break.
State championship winning coach Scott Litzkin shares his perspective on what it takes to achieve excellence in high school cross country. While addressing the mental and physical elements of distance running, Scott provides details about how to create successful teams. Additionally, he addresses how he overcomes pitfalls to achieve the peak of success as a high school cross country coach. His teams have won four Indiana State Championships and have competed at the Nike National Cross Country Championships three times. The book is only available on Amazon. Search for Scott Lidskin. And we're back. All right. We went over our recap around the state of Indiana. Let's do a quick contenders roundup. On the girls' side, girls' first year, because it's an even year, 2022, uh, we had five girls' contenders. And, you know, some are obviously more likely to win than others. Sure. Five girls' teams we thought could win the state meet. Number five, North Central. North Central wins the early, early meet at Laverne. You said they looked pretty good. They looked really tough. They looked really tough. Um, Obviously, having spent some time there, you know, know some of those girls, but also – Chad's a good friend. Um, he's he was pretty excited about what was happening throughout the summer, but this was a good time to put all of that to test, right? I mean, it's one thing you see someone to practice, but what does it look like in, in the meet? And they looked really strong up front. Um, we've already talked about they're going to get one of their best girls back uh, soon here to race. Um, so, you know, they they definitely looked like the team that we thought they could be um, down the line, right? A podium contender uh solidly i i mean at this point i mean they're pretty solid in my mind on that podium it's just about where they finish um even though it's it's that early in the year uh, but they they look really good number four fort wayne homestead they won the co-ed hokum carom so you know you kind of cut the results in half there because it's some it's dependent upon the boys team however their boys team projects evenly with Carol, who finished second. And the Homestead girls, then let's say Homestead boys and Carol boys are even. Um, Homestead girls then outperform the Carol girls, who we have as number six preseason. Yeah. Minus over, their number one, too. Right. Without their number one, who's it's not just part of their pack. It's a it's a clear, it's a clear number one. You need your blanket on, buddy? Okay. Jimmy, put it on you. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm kind of working right now. Special guest appearance from Solomon Altavo. Yeah, he's somebody woke up from their nap. Come here, I'll put on you like a cape. Turn around, bud. Do you want to say anything on the podcast? Mm, I'm tired. Okay, well, we all know how that feels. That's the limiting factor of the sport. Come here, bud. Here's your blanket. Okay. Now your grandparents are here. You gonna go downstairs and talk to them? Okay. It's on right. Your mama put it on right. Solomon, I'm sorry that Mimi didn't win the 3200 at the state meet, but someone, yeah, yeah. someone, one of your friends did. Uh, it's it's crazy around these these parts. Sure. Uh, so disclosed location in central Indiana, just going down. Yeah. Well, you could. He was screaming pretty loud. You could probably hear him from all over. Uh, so Homestead wins that again without their number one and a solid number one, like potential individual contender she missed the end of the track season but uh she'll be yeah. good yeah she will number be. three carmel carmel did run at the early early meet they sat how many 15 yeah 3k time trial 
Number two, Noblesville. We have no idea what they did. No. Do, do you know practice. you're friends with their coach? Uh, I am friends. I, I didn't ask in advance the podcast, so I'm not exactly sure, but um, I, I don't think they're going to be race. I think they'll race next Saturday at the 4K. That'd be their first meet, I believe. So um, it's a mystery what the Millers were up to yesterday. Number one, Columbus North. They did their long run at Grandview Park. Cool. Uh, Lots boys. Of different, uh, you know, you want to get into this here, right? Those are five of the contenders that we considered, you know, and, and they did basically possibly five different things. What do you, what do you yep. take away from that? Uh, that they all have different schedules and different coaches. Okay. Uh, boys contenders. We had six. I don't feel great about the order now that the season has started. Uh, number six fishers. They did a 4K time trial on Friday at Northview Church in Carmel. Okay. Uh, they had their really nice weather day, you know, 75, no humidity after school on Friday. They had their top two performances ever. Not sure how long they've been doing a 4K time trial. Top two performances ever for 4K. Uh, and then that was Friday. Then Saturday, it sure looked like they were doing their long run on the Monon when I saw them. Yeah. Well, top two performances ever. I mean, it, you know, regardless of how long they've been doing it, Fishers is a perennial podium contender. So the fact that they have or feel really strong up front right now is a is a good sign for them. That's impressive. Number five, Columbus North. They did their long run on Saturday. No meet. Number four, Zionsville. They had a meet. They sat their top nine. They had a 4K, I think, maybe even a 3K. No, it was a 4K. It was a 4K. Um against Noblesville and somebody else, maybe. Number three, Burbuff. Now, Burbuff did race, and their top four raced pretty well on Laverne. What do, yes. you, what do you make of Burbuff? Well, I mean, they have three or four who are, who are really strong, and, you know, getting their, their fifth back here, I mean, getting back means that this person didn't race yesterday, right? Their projected fifth projected fifth um again they're they're still in contention i believe i think there are two teams that are ahead of the field but they're kind of chomping at the bit trying trying to get there for buff um they they have some some really strong talent cameron todd was their one but i think we could also see ezra burrell as the season goes on be their number one so they've got you know a couple all staters right there rocio um you know in, in the conversation so i think rebuff is a, is a really strong team and a, a team that has a chance to uh defend their title but i i think that the two teams ranked ahead of them are, are going to be ahead of them down the line just because i think they're they're deeper and uh they don't have an issue at five number two carmel did their long ppm on the mona go north or south north's the only way now okay Used to always be south. Now north is the only way because construction, baby. And in fact, we had to change the starting line for boys going more than six. Yeah, it's the price of progress, Taylor. Yeah, it's a heavy price right now. It took me forty-five minutes to get to school Saturday morning, and the every for your house, on, dude, every on ramp to four sixty-five where I live was shut down because they're doing construction. How how do they want anyone to drive anywhere in the city? Just take Meridian from your house. Well, I, I could have, but I didn't know that when I left in the morning that I wouldn't be able to use my usual route. So, uh -huh. 
And if you don't uh, know, now you know. No, I know. I'm on Meridian. You catch me on Meridian uh, tomorrow morning at 6.30 cruising. Yeah. How about that? Number one, Center Grove. They won the early, early meet without their top two. Yeah, they uh, they look really, really tough. Um, now, we didn't see them, obviously, up against the other team that we think uh, is right there in, in the mix. But uh, from what we did see from Center Grove, they, they do look really, really strong. Um, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's exciting. What uh, what do you make then on the? I, I won't say much for the girls' side. Kind of put you on the spot. What what do you make on the boys' side? Well, I think that I kind of like I said there there are two teams in in my mind that are Center Grove and Carmel that will be uh and and you know fighting it out for the top finish in Terre Haute um, at the end of the season. I think Brubuff is kind of that next step down, right? So they're, they're close, but maybe don't have all of those pieces that the Trojans or the Greyhounds have. Um, and then the other, you know, few teams, I think, you know, we talk about Zionsville, Columbus, North Fishers. Uh, they, they could go in any sort of uh, order there uh, down the line. Zionsville probably has the best team or one of the best teams that they've ever had. Uh, this year um, we, you know we know that Columbus North lost a couple but they're still very talented and very strong and Fishers as I mentioned earlier is a is a perennial podium team so they'll find a way to get it done late in the year so I think those are the you know in some order those six teams five of them will be on the podium and we'll likely see the other team right outside and, and in other words I don't think there'll be a team that we're not talking about jump in and place inside the top five uh, at, at state and think, oh, wow, we, we really missed it on them. It seems like all of those teams have two, maybe likely is too strong of a word, but two possible all-staters. Yeah. Maybe likely is a better word. And I would that's, say you know, that's 12 right. of the top 25. Right. And Center Grove, you know, Really three, three, Carmel, you know, really, three, probably three, Burbuff, probably three, Columbus North, probably three. Yeah. It's going to be really, really top heavy here. Yeah. Among these, these six teams. So if, the, if those four teams have three, that's 12. The other teams have two, that's 16 of the top 25. It, and it, it won't shake out like that, right? It, it appears that way now, 10 weeks away, but. 12 weeks away, whatever. Yeah. All right. Some coaches do listen to this and uh, not just for a quick rundown of what happened. Coaching corner. This is where you and I, as the coaches of the largest public high school teams in the Midwest. Sure. Although Kathleen, my wife looked it up last night and said, Carmel is the second largest public brick and mortar public high school in the country. Behind. She found something in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm not entirely sure that that's a that's a brick and mortar school. I think she also said she had thought there was one in Texas that was bigger. You know, See, I, I would have guessed we, I would have yeah, guessed a uh, a school in the Dallas Fort Worth area or maybe in the Houston area, right? So a very large city in Texas that you know wants to win a day football has twelve thousand students on campus somewhere, and you know, that, well, that's we can. Uh, 
maybe if we find time, we can get their cross country coaches on here and, you know, compare we notes. Could, we could also, you know, maybe play them in, in the sport now that we're not locked into it. <laughs> well, they got to come here. They got, yeah, yeah. They, we can play them, but they got to come here. We can't go. Or there. we could, we could find a, a neutral site 300 miles from the state border, Max. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can play them in, I don't know, like Gatlinburg or something. Wait, no, that's too far. Too far. No, it's not. Not not from the border. It's too far from Carmel. It's not too far from the border. Yeah. There we go. How about Friday night football and Saturday in the Smokies? There you go. Can't wait. Uh all right. What so what do we do? Let's let's talk like practice. Let's talk training. What what did we do this week? Uh okay. So I'll ask this- you first and then you can spin the question around. Okay. All right. Well, this week we uh we had a long run on Monday. Uh so the um uh, top girls got eight miles in at this point and we're growing from there. Um, we, uh, did some couple gentle days. We had a Wednesday, a little workout that was, um, you know, like a longer threshold type workout, uh, on the Monon. So we went, uh, that group where we had, we had two different groups. We had one group that went exclusively to the North, but we had one group that went both North and then came back and hit South. Um, not well. not too so far south there. though not too far south we didn't we didn't have to from our starting location so construction uh, baby i love it uh and then you know we had uh a kind of a couple of different things happening yesterday like like colin had said uh the girls did travel to Terre Haute. um we had a group that didn't have their 10 practices in since there were only 11 days so um they did a little time trial as well as some of the uh you know what i would project to be our top 15 girls they did a 3K time trial as well um, on the course, which went really well before the first race of the day. And then in the first race of the day, um, we had, uh, you know, girls, girls race uh, that in the, in the JV race. So got a, a lot of freshmen up there. A great experience to kick off their high school career um, running at Laverne. So that was our week overall. Oh, and by the way, Friday was picture day, too. So coaches who are listening, uh, they know that. <laughs> have you finished have you finished picture day yet um you know what we got two more to wrap up here okay i was gonna say the boy the boys got in there quicker so Uh, favorite day of the year man it's like so what did the uh what did the greyhounds do with with, with the boys side was this week like so we started school this week yeah and so so did the girls actually because they go to the same school right yeah um so Monday and Tuesday, the teachers worked. The teachers had things to do. Our training, safety training. What else do we do? PLC training. Oh, yeah. And of meetings. What was the other one? You teach in the uh, freshman center, so you had one extra one. I didn't. Yeah, no, we did that. Oh, the uh, kind of school goal, right? Set a goal for the year. And yeah. So we had those three things. So anyways, the um, – this. We had to work, so we couldn't hold a, our normal morning practice because we had to be there at eight o'clock Monday, Tuesday, right. um, for breakfast and and such things. So that we met in the afternoon. So on Tuesday, the boys that are leveled for it, which is you know I don't know what percentage of the team, but boys that run forty five miles a week or more, they ran twice on Tuesday. That way they could do the longer part in the morning. So there was no day that we were asking them to get up before school. Yeah, this yeah. week they did that on uh tuesday 
Thursday, we did our long run. We ran from our school out to Northview, which is about three miles or so. Because yep. you got to go. You got to go all the way from the school around the front, around the construction to Hazeldell, cross there. They did their long run on um, Thursday. And then Saturday morning, we did our PPM, perfect weather. Yeah. It, was it went very well. Good. It went very well. Very well. Good. That's uh that's great. I think a lot of teams benefited from the the awesome weather. It doesn't look to be too daunting coming up this week. Um, both the uh boys and girls uh for Carmel, because that's where we teach and coach and collect the direct deposit Colin likes to talk about. Um, will be in Carmel at our home course and a meet that's not hosted by Carmel Hubbard. It's hosted by Zionsville, be a 4K freshman, sophomore, and then junior, senior to follow. Um, and Carmel, we're having our uh, team picnic right after. So that's happening. Shut so out. Covered, bring your covered dish, Colin. What are you bringing? What we got here? You got a nice uh, potato salad? Are you a potato salad guy? I'm... <laughs> I'm the coach. I'm not going to bring a covered dish. Oh, but you think it's going to loaf off everybody? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Why, why don't I supervise the, uh, you know, 240 kids we have combined and maybe I'll grab a bag of chips and a Coke and a brat. No, I don't eat brats. How about a, how about a casserole? You have a nice casserole? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not bringing anything. You know what? You heard We're probably gonna, You and I are probably going to dip out early and go get lunch somewhere anyways. That, that actually, is going to happen. So yeah. we'll be at our favorite watering hole in the midtown area. So coaches, if you want to know where that is and you want to have uh, lunch with Colin and I text uh, us. Yeah. Text us. We'll, we'll tell you, we'll, we'll have a nice little uh, gathering right there. Can't wait. Cool. Well, Hey, the season is finally underway, right? We got some real racing to talk about. It'll continue to heat up. Be excited to see uh, as INCC stats continues to update. We could talk about it some more. And, um, you know, some of this uh, contender, uh, non-contender, who surprises who, right? That'll start to shake out here the next few weeks. Um, so really exciting stuff. It's nice to have some, like, regularity, right? It's nice to have the schedule of, like, Monday through Friday, you've got practice. Saturday, there's meets. There's – it's just – it's kind of nice to – I mean, I like the summer, but it's nice to get back to normal. It's nice I heard that from a lot of our about. kids too. Yeah, a lot of the kids said, you know, I'm looking forward to go back to school because I'm back in the routine of and you know what I'm used to doing all the time. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for coming out. You're the people's champ. So you'll be back. You'll be back a lot more. You let me know when you need me. My editor, she is on board with me doing this. She doesn't mind. So um, as long as I keep my editor happy, then uh, I will continue to appear on the podcast and all will be well in the world. All right. Can't wait. I'm sure I'll see you at school right. two hours before start time Monday. No doubt.